for sure. 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 Welcome to another episode of For Sure, a 200 foot podcast. I'm Peter. And I'm Jay. Pete, what's uh what's what's the deal here? I see that there's there's two people here. There's two other there's two yeah. other people here. That's that's a thing that's happening. Yeah, well, I, I put the link out publicly and um it just so happened that these two people just happened to see it and jump on. So uh, our guests for today, we have, uh, again, two returning champions um, together. They are the co-hosts of the Balls and Six podcast, but separately, they are Hannah and Megan. Uh, welcome, ladies. Thank you for having us again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys had us back after last time, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and and I apologize. I for, I forgot to uh uh you know announce your full names, right? So you have Hannahbury and Megan Hall. Um so that's two other people. Um, so there's so at the same time there's a Hannah and a Megan, but then there's a Hannahbury and a Megan Hall. So there's yeah, six people exactly. in this. Okay, all right. Yes, right. It, it is yeah, inception. It's it is just uh yeah, we are three calls <laughs> deep little... at this point. <laughs> Yeah, we, calls so time moving calls. is time is moving really slow at this level. Yes, exactly. <laughs> for the, yeah, for those of you who want to peek behind the curtain at uh, for sure pod, we actually have to record at a local rec center, and everybody has to. There's only one cubicle. It's three feet by three feet, and uh, I'm really Super glad everybody showered. That's that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that sound in the back in the background—it sounds like really like deep classical music, but it's actually yakety sax uh, slowed way down. Uh, <laughs> uh, great, I have to make that. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, Yep. <laughs> Pete's um, gonna make Pete's gonna make it like a and please pause for yakety sex identification. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so yeah. Actually, we're gonna jump into uh you know some of the biggest news in in uh, the hockey world uh in in probably in quite a while uh, in just a minute. But first, um, let's jump to like a little bit uh for each of you. Um. So Megan, you recently presented at the uh the Ottawa Hockey Analytics Conference. Um, so tell us a little bit about that conference and, uh, you know, how, like your presentation. Yeah, just got back, uh, last week from Ottawa and super great conference. I had never been to the Ottawa one before it is in the nascent world of hockey analytics conferences. I think one of the original ones, I think this started in 2015 or so. So, um, definitely super well run shuckers and the whole crew at Carlton. Like they, they have it down. We got a gift bag for presenting. I have Carlton merchandise in my house now uh just super great at least on the logistical level and as always presentations were super awesome i presented um on some defensive features of the penalty kill i got to see several great presentations including um asthma has been making the rounds with a presentation on zone entries that i finally got to see so that was great but overall super great time ryan was the keynote he was awesome yeah. So yeah, it was really good. Now, now you said Carlton merchandise. So is it like like an animated painting of him doing the Carlton? <gasps> no, I have. Let's see. What do I now have in my possession? Um, I have a Carlton University mug, 
And I have a uh, Carleton University stuffed atom. A, a stuffed yes, atom. Yes, a stuffed atom. A T O M. Wow. Yeah, very nerdy, very cute. Well, I, I think I, and I'm definitely going to have to. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to put something together for Ottawa next year. I'm. I'm. I'm you should just for the gift bag. Exactly. That's that sounds amazing. Um, they also had at breaks. They had full selection of Canadian snacks, so I got to load up on Smarties, which was fantastic. Ooh. Oh wow! Yeah, because so, yeah, because Smart wait, it's, Smarties is different there, the right? Canadian Smarties, yes, which are more like M and M's but better. Yes, because I remember um, exactly. I, I'm a big fan of the show The IT Crowd, and I've, it's it's set in England, and they have a joke about like uh, one of the guys is making like he's very unhealthy and he's making a Smarties cereal, and I learned <laughs> that it was a different type of Smarties, so I'm guessing it's that type. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I personally do not like the American Smarties like at all. It's not my candy <laughs> choice. But anyway. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, uh, you know, we will get to uh, the big story in just a second, but first, um, Hannah, um, you were not able to attend the Ottawa hockey analytics conference, but you had something just as, if not more exciting happen. So tell us about that. Um, well, I started another podcast about, uh, women in hockey. I'm just kidding. I did do that, but I also, I got married. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I um, was originally going to go to the Ottawa conference. I had it all planned out and then um, some other stuff came up and I wasn't able to make it, but I did still off have off of work. So uh, me and my now husband decided that we were just going to get married that weekend. Uh, so we did. <laughs> um, and also I did start a podcast where I interview women who are in hockey and it's really cool and everyone should listen to it, please. Yes, it is a woman advantage, right? <laughs> Yes. Yay, I got it right. I was like, I'm 99% <laughs> sure I know it, uh, and I do have the power to edit this episode, so if I'm wrong, I could just say it again. Uh, you're always going to be right if you're the editor. You're exactly. That's the wonderful thing. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so he, he, this is the the funny thing that I just realized from uh, the abbreviations that these conferences have now been given. So pretty much either way, HAC is like a common abbreviation for one of these things. And I'm just wondering who's going to like, where is the next conference going to happen where it's going to be just logistically and fluidly the best abbreviation. And I want to submit that Detroit would be the best place. Cause then it'd be death act. And then we have like every kind of character that Pete has to kill in his D and D campaign. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, so, because yours was Ot Hack, the so <laughs> first of all, Sibajack for for the February yeah. one. That that actually, no. that one's actually like a lot of fun to say, but I don't know <laughs> if it like it needs to be said that way. Yeah, so. I think that one most most people have been spelling it out so far, like CBJ Hack, which is mm-hmm. not fantastic. Um, <laughs> But yeah, C-Hack obviously used to be Van-Hack. Uh, RIT is a little different because it brands itself as the sports analytics conference. So you've got Ritzack. So at least they're a little bit different. And I heard some people even stylize that one as RIT-Sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah, just, just, just say Ritz. <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, perhaps maybe Akron. You could have Ak-Hack. Ak-Hack. That's not bad. Uh, no one should go to Akron. Yeah. I was trying to think if there's like a city that would be abbreviated like hack. So it'd be hack hack, but I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ar- uh, <laughs> you know, it would be, be great in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arc hack. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's fun. 
Don't know how then, much hockey there is in Arkansas, but there's going to yeah. be some somewhere. Yeah. This is the part where Pete overdubs the SpongeBob 10 minutes later. And then we're like, no, CalHack. And then are like, no, CalHack wouldn't work. So no, it, like, it's going to be, it, it's going to be the same thing as always where like, we're going to stop recording and then we will all individually realize like all the, the best one. version yeah. that we, yeah, exactly. That we couldn't think of. Yeah. Um, so Jay, what, what were you talking about? Uh, well, I was, I was thinking that because we brought up sack and then in the, and then in the <laughs> spirit of wordplay sacked, and then speaking of sack, oh, great. the yeah. big news. That was, that was really nice. <laughs> I can tell you're a professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> again i i learned i learned from my co-host that's 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 how i that's how i'm able to make my bones in this world so um very briefly i wanted to say that in the that that weem radio did a fantastic um eulogy a wrap-up a summation of all the don cherry stuff and um i realized i haven't been able been able to say anything to the internets myself other than small tweets and stuff so i just wanted to quickly say that everybody's moves everybody's uh, uh reaction to how poorly it was handled was great everybody did a great job we did it i hope everybody on this podcast pat themselves on the back i think we did good work here but i will say the one thing i will miss about Don Cherry being on the air was the guy that would take coaches corners and, but turn off the sound. And then every time cherry uh, grapes would touch the desk with both of his hands, it would be a really out of tune piano hit. <laughs> so it would be like, blank, 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 blank. it'd just be really over the top and, and very out of tune. And, and, and I mean, again, it's not like because he's gone, I can't see those again, but it just means that new editions of it can't happen anymore. So but other than that, Good riddance. He's uh, he's gone the way that he should have gone a long time ago. But again, the other popular uh, dismissal this week was of uh, former Red Wings coach, now former Leafs coach, future Devils coach. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, could have, I, could have <laughs> I can picked, see it. I could have picked any other. I could have picked any other team, and it would have been like no, no. Uh, so Mike Babcock has been relieved of his of his duties in Toronto. Um, Pete, let's, uh, uh, do, I, I feel like we should let our guests, uh, uh, oh, take, absolutely. take the reins on this to start because I think because you and I have personal history with this guy, you know, there's, there's a lot that we can obviously say, but we want the wait, objective. Wait, 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 we have personal history with him. Yeah. 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 He was, he was our coach for a while. That means it's personal. <laughs> okay. You and you and I have very different, uh, okay, readings of right. the term personal history. All right. Fine. Fair enough. Uh, be- before Meg jumps in with an actual smart analysis on him being fired, I would just like to say that I like when they say a coach has been relieved of their duties because it makes it sound like the team is doing them a favor. Like, I mean, they, we, they probably we <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i just that's that and you know i think a lot of us have been talking uh, on the internet about how we should have been fired a while ago um but yeah that's basically my my only input is that it just always entertains me when that happens because relieving some of their duties sounds like you're doing something really nice and like helping them relax which i guess you are yeah. but it's just like also you can't come into work anymore like that's the first time he's ever been fired right all of his other i think moves have been of his own accord at, at least like publicly. Yeah, at, the, at the conclusion of his deals right yeah, yeah. i the, I mean, who knows how, you know, know, maybe he was fired as a defenseman still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as far as when, when you, when you're looking at uh, a a dismissal like this, um, 
the the one popular clip I kept seeing in in light of him being um, uh, told go away, um, the Dubis clip I think from a couple of years ago where it, it's you know again in this age of of hyper editing you know they could have made Dubis say anything <laughs> like I will fire Babcock <laughs> yep. in four years you know it could have been something like that but he was basically talking about culture and how everybody needs to be on the same page da 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 so yeah he's looking very uh, prophetic with his words there so. You know, like, I, I guess in, in, in all of our opinions, what do you think this, I mean, I, they already won one game under the Keefe guy, right? So, <laughs> so obviously, obviously the problem is, yep. exactly. Yeah. They're good again. He's, he's undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if, if we were to characterize where this Leafs team is, like, I, I guess out of who's available or what. You know, do you think we would be? Do you think you have an? Do we have an idea of what from Babcock style we could point to as either high, like either pointed reasons or or lofty reasons why this the this time has come? I, I guess I'm basically saying, why did he get fired? That's what I'm saying. I, I'm sorry that that was a really long way of saying like, what what do you think did it? What do you think did it? <laughs> I mean, just from. From watching the games, I think a lot of people were expecting the Leafs to be bad in a certain way, which is the way that the Leafs have been bad recently, where they just give up a ton of shots and, you know, leave their goalie kind of out to dry. But at least they're also generating a lot of chances. And I think people were prepared for that. But as the season started, they were just, if you look at the shot maps from this year compared to last year's, like, I mean, they were doing the bad defense thing, obviously. But they were just generating, like, no offense. And it was weird. Like, for a team that has so many, like, skilled forwards, it should not be a team that is struggling to score. And it wasn't that, you know, how every team just kind of goes through, like, shooting percentage regressions or whatever where they were being unlucky. They were just, like, generating no shots from dangerous areas of the ice. So that was weird. And they just, like, they looked so like they just looked weird like it didn't look like a cohesive team and not to you know be too dramatic about it but like no one looked like they were enjoying themselves Mm. ever and I personally and a lot of other people I know I just hadn't been watching the games for the past couple weeks really because they like they were so boring and they looked like they didn't want to be there and like it was just not a fun experience and I actually watched the game on Thursday Keith's first game and like the announcers kept mentioning it again, I hadn't watched the past several games. Part of the reason because I was out of town and also just not interested in watching whatever kind of hockey they were playing. And like the announcer just kept mentioning how happy everyone looked, which is a really weird thing to say um, during a hockey game. Yeah. But like they really did. They just looked like they were playing with energy again. And I think, I mean, people can make a lot of both subjective and objective opinions about coaching and how to quantify coaching and how much coaching matters. But I do think it's true that coaches can like lose a room as cliche as it sounds. And like, I just think he had like the sources that came out after said that, you know, 90% of the least players were glad to see him gone, which is, you know, not a great thing. So. Yeah. That is a high percentage, right? If I do my math correctly. (laughs) That's pretty high. All but one basically. 
like all but one, yeah. and that one was probably Zach yeah. Hyman, who Babcock was like obsessed with. For I some say, hey, hey I, Jay, start writing your presentation for CBJ. Right, ninety yeah, percent is yeah. a high yeah. percentage. That's, 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 yeah. that's literally yeah. going to be the title. The title of my presentation. <laughs> Did I do my math right? Crowdsource <laughs> <laughs> whether or not the things I came up with is the everybody in the audience take out your books because you're about to crowd. I'm about to crowdsource fact check this thing. Oh dear. I mean, plenty, like there's lots of people who think that Babcock is an overrated coach and I don't, I don't really have any opinions or facts to back that up on either side, but like, it just looked like the team wasn't buying into whatever system that they were trying to do. Um, And especially with like the acquisition of players like Tyson Berry, who looked just completely terrible and lost and not being used at all in any way that is, you know, applicable for his skills. So it just... Everything felt really weird. I I will say one thing in Babcock's defense, not really in his defense, but just like one big critique of the Leafs this year was like the sheer amount of point shots. But they had acquired (laughs) more than one defenseman who mostly generated shots and scoring chances from point shots, one of them being Tyson Berry. And so there was an excessive amount of point shots. And that's not really a dangerous shot, but... I think that that isn't all on Babcock. I'm sure he wasn't just saying take point shots only, but when you have Jake Muzzin, Tyson Berry and Cody Cece, who in the past have like mostly generated offense on point shots and like rebounds off like people getting rebounds, it's kind of, you don't want them to change that because it's been successful for them in the past. It just seems like no one was kind of like getting together on it. Everyone was just taking point shots and that was it. Yeah, and even with that, like just the giant gulf that appeared on the shot maps in front mm-hmm. of the net was was mm. disturbing. Um, and so, and you know, the sample size of one, which is the ideal sample size, you know, Tyson Berry scored yeah. his first goal on Thursday night's game, and he scored from in tight. So, anyway, yeah, it's it was very odd, but I think like I think it was time, even if it was just like time for them mentally. I mean, again, Barry said it felt like having a new mm. lease on life, which is really yeah. dramatic. So oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like that's actually what he said. So I think, I think it must yeah. have been needed. Well, I mean, at least he didn't follow him to like get a picture of him packing up his car. So yeah. yeah. That's I, I, yeah. I, I, if you don't know that's- what we're talking about, there's a, there's a, I, yeah. I, I don't want to give this too much airtime, but there's a, there's a former player who seems to be obsessed with, uh, with the way you know he 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 has his axe to grind with Mike Babcock. Um, it 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 appears from what we're hearing that he didn't actually take that photo that somebody that that, that he you know. But but it's yeah. still it's still, still really over the top, still. like way over the top. Um, I was thinking, uh, uh, Megan, as you were talking about how you know the Leafs didn't look, you know, they kind of look like they're having more fun out there. Um, and you know they look different than in the past. And I mean. You know, I mean, watching some of the, uh, you know, not just the games, but kind of like the off ice stuff. I mean, it it looked like William Nylander was like, you know, auditioning for a remake of Jeremiah Johnson as the Robert Redford part. Um, (laughs) You know, I was like, he he forgot how to use a razor. Um, It was his depression beard. Leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, I remember maybe... Probably not not last year, like two years ago, two or three years ago, um, you know, a time that I had extra time in the evening if I was if there wasn't a Red Wings game on, you know, I would flip over and watch the Maple Leafs games just because they were so exciting. Like, you, you know, win or lose, like it was always this up tempo hockey. 
There's always lots of shots. Yes, and it was always fun. <laughs> exactly. Times. It was always super fun. Um, and it obviously did, seems like it was not, uh, you know, not that way anymore. Yeah. And again, in our ideal sample size of one, it was the game was more <laughs> yes. fun. Again, the smaller sample size, the better. So, yeah. If you could have just had one period of Keith's coaching to analyze, that's what I would have preferred. Yeah. Like maybe just one play, actually. Yeah. Like, smaller, the better. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think the, the interesting thing about the reaction is that um, – and 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 Megan, I do not include you in this, but you know, there, you know, there is this group of Toronto hockey Twitter, um, and again, obviously, everybody's individual, but um, you know, th- there's a large number of people who kind of have this thing where, like, they make everything, you know, everything about you know Toronto. Obviously, the uh, you know the joking quote, like, you know, how does this affect the Leafs? Um, and yeah. I just thought it was interesting to see some of the reaction from those people. Like, why is everybody talking about this? It's like, dude, you, you, you pick pick one way, you know, pick one lane. Pick one exactly. Lane. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it is. Yeah, the reactions have have kind of been funny because at least from, I don't I don't personally like I don't really ever tweet about the Leafs, so I I don't really consider myself part of Leafs yeah. Twitter. But just from people that I follow, I mean, a lot of people were really like anti Babcock and like the amount of relief that I like saw on my timeline was was quite remarkable. But it's also interesting to see kind of the turns from from the media which I understand is like part of their job because before there were articles about you know why you have to stick with Babcock and like how Babcock and Dubas like struggle but work well together and now it's just like should have been gone during the summer (laughs) he and Dubas have never gotten along ever everyone do that so which again I get is part of what they have to do but it is pretty well I mean I I guess it's kind of just like they have to move the move the water to the other shoulder yeah you know it's like they're they're still carrying it they just have to they're still carrying it but you have to shift it exactly (laughs) Exactly. I I was I was thinking could you imagine like if they had one of these like at one of these conferences they had like someone like Steve Simmons give a talk about like you know how you know how how, how do uh you know how to cover a team objectively Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> I would run out of I would run out of the cabbage I had already planned to bring to such a thing. That would have been that would be great. Um, so, um, in, in in closing, I guess from from the Babcock fallout, um, do do does everybody think that he's going to? Uh, if I I forget if I read the thing correctly, but because of the money that he's owed and contract and stuff, like if he was going to get, does this have to be a trade? for him to work somewhere else this season or is this or is he able to just go wherever but they just have to know that they have to pay him lots of money to to be him so you think he's you think he's done for the year or do you think he's i mean he could he could do like the quenville thing because joel quenville when you know when he got fired last year just took the rest of the year off and then you know got with a new team so i don't really know at least on the money thing i think like coach contracts are weird and like not fully understood, but they are fully guaranteed. So I think he would either like, he could just not coach anymore and the lease would have to pay him that money, which is a lot of money. Or I think he could coach somewhere else. And if they don't pay him as much, I think the lease just have to pay the difference. That's like, as far as I understand it, which could be wrong. That's, but, that's how I understand it based on all of my reading, which was yeah. mostly done last year during the Quenville thing, because yeah. people were like, well, do you want to go coach somewhere? But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Babcock did, the Quenville thing, which is to take the remainder of the season off and then get in a situation. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Why would Seattle do that? (laughs) A lot of people like him. A lot of hockey guys like him. 
God. But I just, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. And who knows what other. Yeah, it's, it's weird because I don't. It would be interesting to look at the data probably on behind the benches. They have something like that. But about how many. It feels like most of the time when the coach is fired during the season, it's an assistant that comes in as an interim coach, right? Mm. Maybe the AHL coach, maybe. Um, but I don't think it's super common for like a totally different coach to come in at the middle of season that hasn't been in the org. Is that right? Yeah, I think most rare. Most of the time, I feel like when there's a new coach coming in mid season, they give them the interim title for the remainder of the season, like the Blues did last year, just because. And that it was somebody like in the org, yeah, yeah, already, right? Because I mean, it's already weird enough because Sheldon Keefe is not interim head coach. Yeah, I was going to ask head coach, and they signed him for like three more years, (laughs) so. That was real, which was, I mean, the funniest thing about the Stanley Cup playoffs was hearing them announce interim coach Craig Berube every day. <laughs> yeah. Is that on the cup, interim coach Craig Berube? That would be hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, my Lord. Oh, 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 oh these questions. Well, if these they, new if they had to about. X out. Yeah. Well, if they had to X out, what's his face for not having ever done anything that was. Um, there was a couple, it was like one of the years that Edmonton won, like somebody who was just, I forget the exact relation, but it was like somebody's uncle, like his name got on the cup for some reason. They were like, what? No, no, what? No. And they literally just X'd it out on the cup. So that's oh, one of my funny. favorite things to look for on there. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, uh, Pete, from what I understand, sources have confirmed me that we do have a mailbag question. We do. And for this one, this is more geared towards Detroit. Um, But I do think it would be interesting to get, um, uh, you know, uh, Megan and Hannah to get your opinion as well as like, you know, people that don't follow Detroit, obviously, Um, because, you know, these are two players that are very well known. And so I'm, I'm, you know, kind of interested to see what your perspective is on this, but I'm going to, Jay, I'll go to you first on this. Um, So the question is from Brad Hughes um, and he says, let's say the expansion draft is tomorrow, right? First of all, like the beginning of that gave me so much anxiety uh, because of last time of our incredibly long uh, and arduous expansion draft series. Uh, And I'm like, Oh dear God, I only have one day to do this. Uh, So let's say it's tomorrow and you can protect only one of Larkin or Mantha. Right. So obviously, you know, this is, you know, one of those hypothetical questions that is never, ever going to happen, but it's still an interesting thing about, you know, who do you value more? So Jay, who do you choose? I choose Mantha. Really? I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would, Wait, wait! I'm I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like Willem Dafoe in Life Aquatic. Wait, why did we choose what? Why what? What are we choosing again? Oh, okay. I want to be choose. I want to rechoose. So we're talking about protecting one of them or or exposing one of them. Which one do you protect? Oh, okay. I protect Manta. I protect okay. Manta. I've. This is this is one of those things where like, I, I forget which mo- one of the thousands of movies that I always find a way to to reference in something. But this is where the one character sees a glimpse 
of like the bright shining future that everybody's been promised. And for some reason at this moment right now, I see the return to prominence dominance, at least from what I'm looking for in Mantha than Larkin right now. I think, I think Larkin's, but this is the problem because they're two very good players, but like just the way that Mantha has been going about his business I, 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 that's my gut was telling me Mantha. So that's why I said Mantha. So you can crucify me later. Oh. It's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm open to it. It's fine. It's great. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm not, <laughs> I will not be thinking about this decision at all tonight. I will not be, I will not be drinking myself to sleep over this. No, not at all. I, I'm fine. I am secure. I am secure in what I'm saying. Next, next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Hannah, what, what do you think? If you had to make this I mean, choice, I, Based solely on the fact that I love him and I think he's a perfect tiny baby. I protect uh, Dylan Larkin, mm-hmm. but I know he's also not a tiny baby anymore. And I just have followed him like since he was in the like U.S. development program. And I think he's a very good player. I also think it's a sentimental thing for me, which is weird because I'm not a Red Wings fan. Um, <laughs> if we were basing it on only this season, if you had told me that hockey started to exist this year and this year alone, I would also protect Mantha. But kind of basing it on my feelings which is what i base most things on and just like historical like upward trajectories i'd probably pick larkin because his like he's been steadily getting better whereas mantha seems like this year is kind of just like a breakout season and you can always have a one-off season like this uh, especially when like you have to be playing those big minutes because who else is going to yes. do it uh megan what do you think so just from kind of my background knowledge on those two players which is probably not ideal um, as I understand it, like Larkin is a better play driver and Mantha is like a decent play driver and also like a really good shooter. Like, I don't think Larkin is really an above average shooter, right? While Mantha yeah. is. Uh, yeah. So I, I would say that's correct. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. That's hard. Cause then it depends on like who else is on the line. Like you gotta have, you gotta play Larkin yeah. with somebody who's like a really good shot and having a really good shot is probably the most unique, important, like quality in hockey right so i guess it depends on who else Mm -hmm. you have but i also think it's ridiculous that larkin hasn't been named the captain so i would i consider Mm -hmm. him in my head to be the captain and i think it would be ridiculous to expose your captain so yeah i mean uh, i uh you know obviously like i said and, and obviously our commenter knows this um you know this is a situation that would never actually happen um but you know, like I said, it does it does lead you to uh, you know have to think about this. You know, which which player do you think is more valuable? And that's it's it's tough. What does what kind of? I have no idea. I know Larkin's on like a pretty decent contract for how good of a player he is. I don't know what Mantha's contract is at all. Well, Mantha Mantha is up for a new contract after this season. Oh, okay, there you go. Um, I I, I do think. Um, I mean, if you think about it, you know, I actually, to be honest, I mean, Ken Holland, uh, you know, the big mistakes that he made were in unrestricted free agency. You know, he did a really good job uh, signing restricted free agents. Um, but also, uh, you know, uh, you know, Steve Eiserman has a has a good record for getting, you know, key pieces of your team to uh, sign, you know, good team friendly contracts. So that's been, you know, I, I'm not very concerned about that. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it is a valid uh valid thing to think about um because yeah right now he's on a contract just for this you know it expires this season to 3.3 you know larkin has 6.1 for three more years after this um so yeah i mean i uh this this is such a hard question like what hannah said i think 
going into this season, it would not have been a hard question. Um, you know, Mantha has had a really breakout season. Um, one thing to also keep in mind is that uh, Mantha, kind of like, uh, you know, Taylor Hall has the gift of having his team win the lottery, uh, that uh, Anthony Mantha has the gift of every year he breaks his hand fighting an opponent and the, the following year that opponent is a member of the Red Wings. Uh, and and just, just so you know, like uh, Hannah and Megan, I am not joking. That happened two years in a row. Uh, <laughs> uh, who is, it was Wachowski the first time and Adam Ernie uh, this year. Uh, the year before, Mantha broke his hand fighting each of them and the next year they were Detroit Red Wings. Um, we have been encouraging him to fight Connor McDavid. So far it has not happened. Um, <laughs> so uh you, you know you have a little yeah, bit of yeah, uh, I, I feel like the next target should be the next target should be at least a top four defenseman if we can yeah happen. like maybe quinn yeah, Hughes. exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i think if oh, if you dear. made me make this hard choice i think i would go with larkin um larkin's younger isn't he too i think mantha's older yeah mantha's like 25 and larkin's 23 yeah, and plus he's a center um which i do think does have more value um you know, if, uh, at the same time, like I keep going back and forth because you each brought up like, you know, all of you yeah. brought up really good points, you know, like, uh, for example, um, you know, Mantha is, is I, I would say an elite shooter. Um, and, you know, we've seen just how important that is. Uh, uh, you know, this year, it seems like Patrick Line kind of started to kind of put it all together. Um, and, you know, he, he has this elite shot, but, you know, it was kind of like, what else is he doing for you? Um, and if you can have somebody like that, who's also doing other things, uh, which is what Mantha has been doing this year. Um, I think that that's, that's really good. So I'd have to go with Larkin, uh, for the, for the reasons I said, but I think it's a really hard choice, which to be honest is good, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it's generally good when you have players that you, you yeah, know, can't decide which one of these is better. Yeah. And especially like, you know, cause they were both lower draft picks in terms of, you know, considering someone who is as good as they are, you know, typically a player like that would be drafted higher uh, than they were. So, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm really excited about the, about the ability for um, the, again, if there's one way to just uh, summarize this discussion, it's literally just Larry David looking back and forth. Is, is, is literally what it is. <laughs> yeah, because Larkin was 15th overall and Mantha was 20th overall. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, good draft picks there, obviously. Um, oh, uh, we wanted to make sure that um, obviously we knew we were going to be talking about uh, the team that, that Megan follows uh, with the Mike Babcock situation. So, Hannah, we wanted to make sure that we talk some Buffalo with you. Um, Please no. <laughs> I was going to say this would have been a oh, much man. more fun conversation about a month ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. Uh, uh. <laughs> um. So okay, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. But... <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Lord. Um. I went into the season not expecting them to be very good because I'm a Sabres fan. Yeah. And like that's just what you expect at this point. And when they started out hot, nobody in like the Sabres hockey universe that I'm like friends with or follow was excited. We were all just kind of like, okay, the bottom's going to fall out. Like the bottom, because we all have PTSD from the 10 game winning streak last year. And lo and behold, the bottom has fallen out. Um, so if anyone needs an NHL caliber defenseman, um, please call the Sabres 
because they have enough defensemen to field an entire team of them at this point, basically. <laughs> um, and it's fine. It's fine. And I am not calling the season a wash yet because Jack Eichel is on pace for like 3 million points. And that's nice. But other than that, like there haven't really been many bright spots and that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I couldn't even couldn't even form a sentence there. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I do remember that happening uh, because obviously I follow you on Twitter and and you know other you know a few other people that that either follow the Sabers or kind of Sabers adjacent, and I did definitely pick up on that vibe of like, all right, let's uh, let, let let's wait a while, let's uh, let's hold on, let's not get too excited yet. Because uh, we all know what is going to happen to the bottom. It is going to fall out. It's just a question of when. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And again, there have been some nice bright spots. I lied. There's two bright spots. It's Jack Eichel existing and Henry Yokiharu looking like he was a steal from the Blackhawks this summer for Alex Nylander. But other than that, um, somehow Rasmus Dahlin, um looks bad yeah. most of the time now. Um I think it's a coaching thing. I I don't know, though. Um, And again, they literally have so many defensemen right now that if six of them got hurt, they'd still have seven defensemen. Like, it's just, it's bad. (laughs) Did they scratch, like, Yogi Haru today? That doesn't seem like it makes sense to me. Um, So they're not playing tonight, but Mm. the pairs that they put out um, at practice, like, they have four defensive pairs that are all off injured reserve and like good enough to quote unquote good enough to play. <laughs> I, I personally would scratch Bristol and McCabe if you're scratching two of them, but they're not going to do that. Uh, so it's looking like Yoki Haru, Scandella are probably going to be the two that get scratched, which is very strange to me because Henry Yoki Haru again has been their best defenseman this year, like hands down bar none. The eye test tells me that the numbers tell me that. And the fact that, like the GM hasn't made a trade to get rid of some of those defensemen for some forward help is very strange to me. And I understand trading is hard, <laughs> but, but I'm a grumpy about it. And I like usually go into the Sabre season, just kind of like blase. And I don't let myself get upset until January or February, but this year, Oh boy, it's November and I'm upset. Yeah. I mean, it's, it turns out for Red Wings fans that trading isn't hard when you have Steve Eiserman <laughs> as a GM. It's just uh, <laughs> it, it, like, like uh, you know, fairly often I wake up in the morning and check check the internet and find out that we have a new yeah, player. Yeah, that Robbie Fabry deal working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know Something. if we're there yet, but like. <laughs> I, I got to tell you. <laughs> it, it is rapidly approaching one of the, like, like the top of the, the, the trade one was one. one for one list. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just to cap onto what you were saying a little bit before when you were talking about like, oh, well, you know, with restricted free agents and all that stuff. And I was just thinking like, man, it's, uh, it's really interesting because when we had Holland, I was like, how are we going to sign these guys? But ever since the acquisition of Steven Eiserman, I, that's suddenly not become a worry for me. I'm like, wow, all these guys are restricted free agents and or all right. Well, yeah, he's convinced Stamkos to stay for like a bag lunch. So <laughs> sure. Why not? I don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, but yes, that's 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 what the part I want to chime in on. So uh, on to something that maybe we all could get very excited to talk about, which is uh, graphic design. It's it's. <laughs> It's my passion, which is obviously something that was 
either quote tweeted or retweeted with uh, during the unveiling of some jerseys this week. Well, maybe not the oh, unveiling no. because they're considered leaks, but let's just call them what they are. It's unveilings because, you know, someone somewhere is just like, yeah, let's just leak these and just let's just see how much people will shit on them. So uh, the upcoming stadium series between the Los Angeles Kings and the Colorado Avalanche uh, obviously means that the NHL will once again find an excuse to make bad jerseys. And they have uh, outdone themselves once more. So um, I know because this is a podcast, it's not really a visual medium. So at this point, I will just gladly tell you to go on the Internet, search for, you know, stadium class, uh, stadium series, leaks, Kings, Avalanche, whatever. Da, da, da. But um, yeah, so as bad as our teams could be it's nice to know that they at least have a future of possibly getting better whereas with these jerseys they are going to stay exactly that bad forever and ever and there's and there's literally no uh no relief in sight for them so so what is everybody's thoughts uh anybody can jump in here because i know i know because i'm the jersey nut i i obviously have things to say but i want to hear from other people because sometimes me just talking to myself in the mirror doesn't really get the job done so it's nice to talk to other people yeah i will i will go first because i'm not a jersey person so i probably have the like the fewest interesting things to say the colorado ones i don't like i don't really care about like they're kind of whatever i mean i can kind of get like what they were trying to do but somebody described it as like a cummerbund situation and that uh that was good. <laughs> what does it look like? You just have that big, like, red stripe, oh, right, like, around the middle. So that's whatever. But the L.A. ones, <laughs> yep. again, not a Jersey person, but those things are ugly. Like, wh- I don't even get it. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm – I mean, it's a I, – yeah, I have no words. Like, they're just ugly. I'm like, why? <laughs> Who did that? I mean, the stadium – because the stadium series ones are supposed to be, like, different and fun or whatever. And those are just – I mean, they're boring. And they're just weird. But They're like not even different. like a creation. Yes. Like it's just I'm like, what <laughs> no. It's weird. There I'm not also I'm also not really a jersey person. My take on jerseys is mostly like the sabers should be royal blue. That's it. That's my big take. And the the, the LA ones I looked at them and I thought that it had to be a joke. <laughs> I was like, is this like an old throwback that I just don't get? Like it's just Yeah. It's they're not good. They're not good. And that's basically all I have to say about it. Looking at the, I mean, I mean, I think like the the, the less said about the Colorado one, the better. I think um, I did. I did also like how um, you know somebody said like, are they really going to use the Alvin and the Chipmunks shirt? Because uh, because it definitely looks like that as well. Um, but like the LA one, like if you look at it, like it almost it almost looks like this is a joke. Like this is some elaborate prank that there's like going to be like a, like a sports prank show launched. And this is like the pilot that hasn't aired yet. <laughs> Cause it's just like looking at it. Like, first of all, like I get the idea of kind of having, having the, I don't know what you call them. Like the, like, like the lines trailing behind the letters, like to indicate that it's in motion. Right. It's, it's, it's moving, not a bad idea. I think it just looks terrible. Like it's, it's really poorly executed. Um, yeah. And like, I get the di- like the diagonal thing, like the bottom part is white, but then the diagonal like also extends yeah. to the sleeves. So, like, one of the sleeves is a little white, and the other one is, like, mostly white, I think, which is just... Yeah. This looks weird. uh, Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, you know, this this is great. You need to liven it up a little bit. They're like, I know. I'm going to tilt it. 
you know it's like 18 degree <laughs> yeah. angle yes just... that's it prints send good i mean uh, i don't know like and, and, and part of me feels like uh like i'm building up negative karma here because one day the red wings will play another outdoor game and <laughs> i feel like i'm kind of setting myself up for an elaborate fall um i'm like icarus flying too close to the sun uh and the red wings are gonna have like the ugliest third jersey ever and i'm gonna have to eat so much crow but uh hasn't happened it's fun for now okay jay so you have to give us your thoughts as a jersey person <laughs> so so a, a, as the the resident person that uh frequently Peter has to rein in from going off into the deep end because I feel like sometimes when I talk about jerseys, it's like very palatable. And then other times it's like, what is he doing? Why does he keep going? Just like I'm doing right now. Um, I, so seeing the Colorado one first, I looked at the Colorado. I was, it, it's one of those things where um, I don't know if any of you have seen um, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, mm-hmm. But but Scott Pilgrim sings this song to Ramona and she's like, great. I can't wait to hear when it's finished. So, so that's when, (laughs) that's what I felt like when I looked at the Colorado one and then, because I was just trying to figure out, okay, so, so like the A is the, is the mountain, but I, what's the thing that can be said about both jerseys is that the waist area, the midsection, what do you, what are you doing? What is, (laughs) what's the goal? What were you trying to, to achieve here? And, and if I remember correctly, for the most part, from when the outdoor game started to pick up a lot more steam was, and I think it was the the Red Wings uh, Avalanche Stadium Series game where this was, where it was done and people were asking why, and then they were actually given a decent reason, I guess, which was because it's a stadium that is not always meant for hockey, i.e., you know, a baseball field, right? They were saying that the exaggerated numbers and logos was to help people be able to see if they're, you know, sitting in the nosebleeds of, of a baseball stadium. So I was like, okay, I get it. But you know, we have these things called TVs now (laughs) and, 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 and cameras that can, can zoom in pretty good. So like the only thing that I need, if I'm watching a game is enough of a color difference. So that way, when I'm watching from far away, I can still tell. And I think that they were able to do that, but I, I'm very, very curious as to why they chose what, what the Colorado Jersey looked like. It looked like somebody tried to create something with like an avatar uh, graphic design thing for a video game. Like, Oh man, this is going to be, this is going to be my call sign. And it's just like, Oh, you just turned a triangle sideways and you threw a circle (laughs) in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It looks like an A congratulations. Uh, We'll see you later. But, and and then that brings us to the LA one, which is, I, I think the, the 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 line swooshes on on the L and the A are supposed to be a callback to the original Kings logo because in the original Kings logo the Kings all by its where it says Kings in the logo does have those things, but you can't be going that fast uphill because <laughs> that's what that looks like because of the angle that it's at. It looks like it's falling upwards at a high speed, and that's not how stuff works. So. I know everybody's expecting me to slam it graphically, but I'm actually slamming it scientifically. So, you know, uh, 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 unless uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson wants to crash the, the podcast, I'd like to stand firm. And uh, again, my analysis is right. Um, <laughs> as, as one of our great prophet laureates, uh, poet laureates would say, but yeah, the, but both of them are really bad. And, and now I just feel like there has to be some sort of uh, internal 
directive from the league that's like, just put them out there somehow. You'll see how everybody reacts, and then we either will make money or we won't make money. But either way, uh, we still uh, keep saying that hockey's for everyone, and, and it's not. So that's that, that. Those are those are those are my thoughts on on that. And I just hope they get better. I hope things get better. So. Uh, Pete, I think we should play a game, huh? It's game time. Yeah. Um, so as I as I told Jay before, told slash threatened, um, I have put together a a fun game, and it will at least be fun for me to watch Jay squirm and try to figure out um, is this something I made up or something that I wanted him to think I made up. Um, so we are uh, in honor of of Hannah's recent big news. We are going to play a game uh, that I am calling uh, "Till Death Do Us Part" or "You Insult My Favorite Hockey Team Too Many Times." So for this one, <laughs> uh, I have gone online and I have found uh, some examples, some real, well, real on the internet. So who knows, but some real, some purportedly real examples of crazy wedding vows. Um, and so <laughs> I found what I thought were my favorite ones. And then I made up some of my own. Um, so basically all you have to do is again there there's no prior knowledge involved here this is completely a a guessing game of what type of thing would i make up um so some of these are from the internet and some of these are crazy wedding vows that i made up myself um uh there are nine total right so each of you will get three um and obviously because of that there is you know there's there's not an even number of uh I guess true or false. I don't know. We can say that. Um, so basically I will read you something and you just have to say either real or fake, um, uh, fake being the ones that I made up. Sound good. Got it. Yay. Okay. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, I, I, I use my random number generator to come up with the order. So Megan, it's going to go Megan, Hannah, and then Jay in each round. Here we go. Here's the first one. Megan. I vow to love you even as you scan through all those movies without picking one to actually watch. Oh, that's true. That is correct. Yes. That is true. Um, all right, Hannah. Okay. I will always be honest and faithful to you. Unlike that time in seventh grade, Jessica, when you said you would go to the winter dance with me, then the day of the dance, you said you were sick and you couldn't go. It was too sad to go. Then I heard you were there. You went with Billy. You thought I forgot, didn't you? And then he turns back around. Do I put the ring on now? Um, I mean, that sounds like something that came from your head, but also knowing you, you found it on the internet. So I'm going to say that's real. It, I, it did come from my head. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I, I had to do one like John Lovett type, uh, type question. Yeah. Uh, type response. <laughs> All right, Jay, here we go. I promise to accept orange Tic Tacs as a food group. You made that up. I did not. Oh. I know. It seems like something I would make up. I swear I did not. <laughs> it's, it, it really does. Yes. Okay. So right now, um, Megan is in the lead. One zero zero. Here we go for the next one. Back to Megan. Okay. Um, 
I vow that I will never again say, write, or think the word midichlorian. Uh, I think you made that one up. I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, so Megan jumps out to a commanding lead. All right, Hannah, here we go. I promise to unclog the tub, even though you are the only one of us with long hair. <laughs> How dare you steal directly from my vows? <laughs> I'm going to guess that that one's real. That is real. Um, all right, Jay. Uh, let's see. I promise to love you as much as Mike Babcock loves playing fourth liners over superstars with the game on the line. <laughs> oh my God. See, I just, I feel like that should be the internet. I really do. Oh, internet. I made it up. <laughs> ah, I should have gone with my gut. <laughs> okay. So we each have one more left. All right, Megan. So for the clean sweep, here we go. Uh, I promise to buy taller shoes so you can wear heels. Oh, that's real. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, all right, Hannah. I promise okay. to love you almost as much as I love my dog. Oh, that's real. <laughs> that is not. It's real <laughs> for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I bet you somebody has said that, but I, I did make that one up. <laughs> uh, all right, Jay, last one. Here we go. I promise Great. to be your best friend with benefits. Oh, that's real. That is real. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the board. It doesn't matter, though, but I'm on the board. See, I'm almost right. mad that I got one because if I hadn't, like, zero in tennis is love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, it, it turns out the actual like I actually did have some extra real ones. Uh, but the problem is that it, it like it was hard for me to come up with fake ones that sounded like they could be real um, without just being too ridiculous. So uh, although I, I am very proud of myself, I did fool you with a couple. So it Yay. just sounded so ridiculous that it had to be true. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as you know, I frequently do sound ridiculous. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jay, before we wrap up our episode, we have one last thing that uh, that that you came up with. So I'll let you introduce that, or not let you. Uh, so so let's have you introduce that one. Thanks for letting me introduce it. <laughs> I, I really appreciate the privilege out of your kind heart to let me do something. Oh, this, this feels great. You don't know what I have to deal with, Megan and Hannah. I have to deal with this guy all the time, and he doesn't let me do anything. So this is a big day. He's gonna edit all Dobby of this out. He needs help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It won't. It won't. It won't reach air at all. Um, so I figure because we are part of the holiday season. Uh, and, and I mean the way I said that we are all part of the holiday season because we are what make great people are awesome um, and terrible, uh, <laughs> have been more terrible as of late, um, have been more terrible than really necessary as of late. You, Peter, you can edit that however you will later. This is really building to a, uh, a grand <laughs> crescendo going... of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, because the NHL is the sport that keeps on giving – us things to be very mad about. I figured it was time to maybe switch it up. And with our esteemed guests, we maybe do a couple of quick uh, around the ho around the horns of uh, things we're thankful for uh, uh, from from the sport that we love to hate, hate to love, and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, just this the spirit is whatever you're thankful for, funny or not funny, real or fake. Uh, it, it's it's just when you think of hockey and and what you're thankful it's given you. 
Um, I'm I'm curious to what it is. So uh, I will. I, I'd like to open it up to the newly wedded person because you have to be thankful for a lot of things. I am. Right? And funnily enough, <laughs> most of them are related to hockey. Uh, <laughs> I um, did meet my husband at a hockey analytics conference and I've made so many wonderful friends through the community of, you know, hockey Twitter as you know, the hashtag tells us. And yeah, I'm really grateful for just like the community of hockey and for my husband that I met through the community of hockey and for, my best friend Megan, who I met through hockey <laughs> and like just the the people in the game, even when the game makes me miserable and I don't want to watch it anymore. Just like the people who are in and around it are lovely. Love so. the game. Hate the league. Yep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I will obviously echo Hannah's answer of the friends we made along the way because that is that is truly the thankful thing. But on a personal level, um, I'm very thankful that I drafted Kale McCarr onto my fantasy team this year. <laughs> Same. So, we've been doing real well for me. That's so, what I'm talking about. Thank you. Thanks, Kale. Yeah, on on a personal level, on fantasy hockey level, um, <laughs> I'm thankful that the Leafs fired Mike Babcock because it seems like Austin Matthews is going to have more fun now, and he's on both my fantasy yeah, yeah. teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh. All right. So I. Peter? I, uh, I I have a couple, and the first one is going to be hockey related. And actually, uh, Megan uh, Megan already alluded to this. Um, I am thankful that when our team makes a trade, I don't have to hold my breath until I find out what what the actual <laughs> trade was, um, because uh, it, it is very fun being on the right side of a lopsided trade. Um, and the the Robbie Fabry acquisition is a a, a great example of that. Um, and the other one is, is I was, I was thinking as you guys were talking and I think it's interesting because the three of you, the first time I ever met each of you in person was something to do with hockey. Cause, uh, I met Jay on a, uh, a pilgrimage to Joe Louis arena, uh, to make sure I could, you know, see, see hockey being played at Joe Louis arena before, uh, you know, before the, they, the, the team moved to the, to uh, little Caesars, um, and uh, yeah, in, in a, uh, a a Greek restaurant, right? Because I remember the uh, the flaming cheese, yep. which is uh, the flaming cheese. Yes, <laughs> uh, and 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 it's interesting because like I I learned how much I love something I'd never tried before, which is which is that dish. Um, I I really enjoyed it very much, and yet the the best part was was getting to meet you. Uh, and then, uh, oh. and then actually, Megan and Hannah, the first time I met each of you in person uh, was at one of the Rochester yeah. analytics conferences. So um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 for anybody listening and I know like, this is something that we say, like, you know, I say all the time, um, you know, if you see these, these conferences, especially if they're close to you, um, you know, if you're like, Oh, I don't know if I, if, if, if I, I'm good enough to go, I don't know if I know enough to go. It's like, number one, there's, there's so many different levels of like presentations and things. Uh, but number two, like everybody is so friendly and it doesn't matter how many Twitter followers they have or like what platform they write for. Uh, like everybody's so friendly and fun and helpful and everything. So, um, you know, I, I can't say that enough. Uh, so Jay, what are you thankful for? Well, I'm, I'm thankful for, the uh, I, I think it's, it's it's safe to say we all have pretty much the same good thing to thank for, which is the <laughs> community that we've been able to assimilate ourselves or well or welcome each other into and build together uh, around the sport that is run by imbeciles. 
Um, <laughs> there's 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 something to be said for how um, it, it's really you you almost think it shouldn't work when it happens to be two people coming together over something they loathe <laughs> and you would expect good things to come from it. So I think that hockey probably has, or and maybe not just hockey, maybe just sport in and of itself. Cause it's like one of the one arenas where it's like really kind of like cartoonish how much we could despise something. And then out of that comes some sort of joy because we're able to like, it's, you know, realizing you're not alone. It's realizing that there's someone else out there that, that, I mean, that's, that's what hockey Twitter is about is about hating the NHL and making jokes about Jamie Ben. That's all we have. So (laughs) it is, it is nice that we can make something beautiful out of, out of the, what the NHL gives us. Yes, (laughs) exactly. I mean, that definitely is the way that it goes down. Uh, on hockey Twitter. <laughs> uh, I really like how you yeah. said that, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I think that's a good note to end on. So <laughs> definitely fitting, yeah, 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 definitely fitting with, with the tone of uh, <laughs> obviously our podcast and the tone of our guests as well in, in terms of, uh, you know, having a lot of fun with a sport that can definitely sometimes be infuriating. Um, so that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, so you can follow our guests on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Megan uh, at Megan M. Hall. There's an H in Megan in that spelling. Uh, and you can follow Hannah at H Burrito 92. Um, you can follow me at P Flynn Hockey. You can follow Jay at the Roar underscore 24. Uh, you can follow our podcast at 200 foot pod 200 FTPOD. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash for sure pod, F-E-R-S-U-R-E-P-O-D. And if you want to buy some for sure merchandise, you can go to our page at tinyurl.com slash for shirts, F-E-R-S-H-I-R-T. So thank you so much for listening. We will be back next time with episode 60. Can I come back for 69? (laughs) I knew knew you were going to say that. For sure. 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 For sure.